0: Welcome to Multifamily Real Estate Investing presented by Mara Poling. My name is Pat Poling, I'm the founder and CEO of Mara Poling. Happy to be with you this week to talk about a timely topic and that is the impact of higher interest rates. So, how do higher interest rates impact investing in multifamily? Well, obviously, the debt costs more, right? If I borrow a million dollars at 5%, it costs more if I borrow it at 6%. What are the other impacts, though? That's what we're going to talk about this week. As always, if you have any questions, you can email me, pat at marapolling.com. Do not forget to swing by marapolling.com and check out the Learning Center. That's M-A-R-A-P-O-L-I-N-G.com. I've been promising some updates coming soon, and that is still our intent. Probably going to have things happening on the site around the end of the year as we head into 2023, Uh, some new and I think pretty innovative uh, educational opportunities. So more to come on that in the coming weeks. All right, let's get to it. The impact of higher interest rates on multifamily. So let's we're gonna walk through this. And I think it'll be it'll be obvious when we're done. And it may or may not be obvious right now to each of you what the full impact is of having a higher interest rate. Uh, something just to keep in mind before I dive into all that. Are rates up? Yes, they are. They are not at crazy levels uh it was not that long ago that we had rates that were this high and higher so having had not just historically low interest rates but unbelievably historically low interest rates this can feel like a huge shock there is an expectation that as the economy moves in the way that the fed and others are hoping it moves that we'll see a moderation of rates and ultimately a movement in the other direction. Will that happen? When will that happen? I don't know. Go find a good economist to talk to about that. But keep in mind high interest rates relative to where we were a few years ago does not mean the end of the world. There are still good deals out there. We are sourcing properties right now with 7 and 8% cash flows over the hold period even in the face of interest rates at 5 and 6%. So, let's let's talk about the impact of higher rates. Obviously, as I said in the intro there, the very first impact is the debt's going to cost more, right? So let's let's do a little bit of math. Let me grab my pen and paper here. So if we borrow a million dollars for a property that we're purchasing and we were underwriting at 5%, then I take a million dollars and 5% of that is $50,000. That's how much it's going to cost me every year for that money. Now, whether it's an interest-only loan or there's principal, it's costing me 50000 The cash impact might be higher if there's principal involved, but it's not a cost. It's simply moving cash from the cash portion of the balance sheet over to the liability side, and it's reducing that liability. Net-net, there's no impact to the health of the organization. You're simply shuffling some deck chairs on the balance sheet. So we've got a cost of $50,000. Let's say, though, that we end up with an interest rate at 6%. Well, now, when I get my handy calculator out, I end up with $60,000 as our annual costs for that that debt, for the million dollars. That's an extra $10,000. That's $10,000 less in cash that we're going to have. It's $10,000 less in actual income, right? That's an expense that we're going to incur. It's an expense below the NOI line. Remember, NOI is net rental income. So the revenue that comes in from tenants paying rent and from other income, net of any vacancy and other factors. Subtract from that the operating expenses, the cash we pay out to run the property. Debt service is not part of the NOI calculation because we want to use NOI to compare properties to other properties. And we don't care how anybody else has built their capital structure, whether they have no debt or 80% debt, expensive debt or cheap debt. That doesn't mean anything when we're comparing the properties because we're going to do our own thing when it comes to debt structure. So debt service is not part of NOI, but it is absolutely part of income because NOI minus debt service gets you down to that income number. So we're losing $10,000 of income by doing that. Okay. That seems like an obvious impact. And I think most would say, well, that's the impact of having uh, higher interest rates. And it is. And there's more. Generally speaking, the types of loans that are acquired in the commercial space are debt cover limited. And here's what that means. It might be a loan that the loan structure is such that you could borrow as much as 80% of the value of an asset. And you can borrow that much if you have a debt cover of 1.25. What that means is you can borrow the full 80% as long as the amount of debt service that you have, what your payment is going to be, is covered one and one quarter times by the amount of cash that the property generates. Think of it this way. If you have a dollar of debt service, right? If you have to pay the mortgage and it's a dollar, the bank wants to make sure that you're generating a dollar 25 a month in cash to be able to do that. That gives a little buffer so that if cash moves a little bit, they can be confident. You're still going to have the money you need to make the debt payment, which is what they care about because They don't want the property back. They don't want to repossess the asset. That's not the business they're in. They're not in the business of buying properties by having people default on loans. They're in the business of lending money. They just want to be paid every month and make their money. So if I'm not debt cover limited, if my million dollars is only, say, 30% of the total value of the property, I'm not going to be anyways near the 1.25 debt cover. I'm going to be at two or two and a half or three. So I'll be generating three times as much cash as I need. That's not going to be an issue. And if that's the case, then this $10,000 increase in interest expense is the only impact I'm going to see. That is a fairly rare occurrence in our experience, and certainly the way we develop properties. We're looking to leverage them in an appropriate manner. Generally, that means something in the 70% range, 70, maybe 75% on occasion. Lately, we've been doing loans in the 60%, even in the 50% range, not necessarily by design, more because we were debt cover limited. So in other words, what that means is the million dollars that we'd be borrowing in this scenario, let's keep with that number, is arrived at by saying at a 5% interest rate, the $50,000 payment every year plus the principal that gets paid into that is covered one and one quarter times by the cash the property is going to generate. If interest rates go up, again, from 5% to 6%, then what happens is our debt service goes up. Our our payment goes up that $10,000. Pardon me. And... We actually might see another shift in the debt service. I'll explain that in a moment. But let's, for now, say it goes up $10,000. Well, if we were covered 125%, 1.25, at 50000 then we're not going to be covered 1.25 at 60000 There's There's not as much cash. We might only be at 1.1. And we need to be at 1.25. So what does the bank do the bank goes in and says at 6% <clears throat> excuse me i need you to be back at that $50,000 number so instead of loaning you a million dollars i'm going to loan you 830,000 and 6% of 830,000 is about the same $50,000 which the cash from the property covers 1.25 times. So what happens when you raise interest rates isn't an increase in debt service most of the time. What happens is a reduction in the proceeds from the loan, which means I've got a smaller loan to value, I have less leverage, I have to put more cash into the transaction. The same return spread across a a larger amount of cash generates a lower return. So I could see a unfavorable impact to my return profile based on this. Now, in our experience, that isn't necessarily true. And part of that has to do with the fact that one of the returns is the cash return, which if I'm keeping that cash at $50,000, i am seeing the same dollar amount come through. And yes, it is spread across a larger base, so it has an impact there, but I'm actually not paying more for my debt. I'm not paying more cash out that way. So when interest rates go up, some properties are affected because their cost of money goes up and they will generate less cash. Those are loans that are not debt cover limited, that are simply straight loans that are exceed, where the debt cover exceeds the debt cover requirement. Generally speaking, these are going to be very low loan to value loans. If you have a loan, if you're invested in an asset with a sponsor, if you're invested with an asset with us and we purchase a new asset, we're generally going to be looking for leverage, as I said, in that 70% range. And with today's higher rates, depending upon what you pay for the asset. If you overpay with a very low cap rate, you're absolutely gonna be debt cover limited. If you can buy a property that has a very high cap rate, meaning you're paying a small amount per dollar of NOI, then you may still be able to get a 70% loan to value in spite of having an interest rate move from five to 6%, as is our example here. So the answer to the question, What are the impacts of higher interest rates? The first and obvious one is the money costs more. It costs more per dollar borrowed to borrow those funds. The second, and I would argue the more significant impact is the potential and in most instances, the likely impact to the loan proceeds, which increase the amount of cash that needs to go into the asset which ultimately has an impact on returns. All of those are factors that need to be taken into account. When we do our underwriting on our assets, this is very much part of the sensitivity analysis. What if we saw rates move? And if we saw a similar reduction in proceeds from the loan, therefore there was more cash going in, What would that do to our return profile? And is this an asset that is healthy across a range of those activities? That's an important analysis to be able to do. If you're building your own portfolio, these are factors you should absolutely be looking at relative to the kind of loan you may be able to secure. If you're investing passively, these items affect the sponsors that you are working with and maybe something you want to have a conversation with about understanding more of how they underwrite and account for these potential variances. As I said, we use a sensitivity analysis to do this that ultimately ensures that we're acquiring assets that perform across a range of interest rates so that we have more flexibility as opposed to some sponsors who might be in a position That if an interest rate move occurs, they suddenly don't have the cash and cannot facilitate the cash to close the transaction, and they have to walk away. We've seen that a few times recently. We're looking at some properties currently, that that's the scenario that has taken place, creating an opportunity that we may be able to ultimately benefit from. If you've got questions about interest rates, if you've got questions about cap rates, if you've got questions about multifamily in general, do not hesitate to shoot me an email or visit marapoling.com and you can sign up for some time on my calendar there. Again, pat at marapolling.com, M A R A P O L I N G.com. Thanks for joining me and please join me next week for another episode of Multifamily Real Estate Investing, presented by Mara Poling.